Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercoms. Please cover your ears and await further instructions. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP with me, Tanhani. And me, Darnell. And special guest this week, drumroll. Quantum. I didn't know if you, if you were going to say Sorry, it. sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to Yeah, hello. Yeah, my I'm bad. here as well. So Quantum is suddenly in our midst. Yes. Yes, welcome, Quantum. Here I, I am. am, like, super excited to have you on. Uh, I really and enjoyed you. your series. I enjoy your writing. And we have a lot of questions for you this week at the end of our episode. So it's going to be pretty spicy. Nice. Looking forward to it. So um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. You actually published a book uh, a little bit ago, right? And you were like Amazon bestsellers, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to make very clear. I keep seeing people going, oh, yeah, Quantum's a published author. Like, I'm a self-published author. You also can be a self-published author. The barrier to entry is much lower than you might think. But yes, um, I took probably all of my antimimetics writing, which I would say is probably 95% of what I've contributed to the wiki, Mm-hmm. Put it in a book form. Put it well. Firstly, I put it in an ebook. Started selling that on um, on Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing, mm-hmm. and then people said, "Hey, I'd like a paper version of this, please." And I went, "Yeah, all right." So I turned it into a manuscript and turned it into a paper version. And then people said, "Hey, I'd like a hardback version of this." And I went, "Yeah, all right. I can probably do that." And did the same. So yes, that is definitely a thing that's happened, and it's doing I... well. I respect that. That's freaking awesome. And you know what? You should probably, if you have the time, you know, no no pressure, but uh, Tanhoney is writing a web serial, and I've been trying to get him oh, to publish forever. What the hell is this guy doing? And if you've got any tips for him in the future, like just uh, after the episode or whatever, I bet he would very much appreciate them. Okay, well, I'm not going to go into tips right now, but like, go to my author page on the wiki, scroll down, you'll find I've got a whole section there called Thoughts on Self-Publishing. Uh, lots of little bits and pieces that I've learned from that. Uh, top piece of advice, you've got to have a good cover. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the cover is more important than the content. Damn. Uh, but, I yeah, guess the old saying isn't true, huh? No, it's completely false. That old saying is from an era when books were pretty much identical to look at. Uh, these days, people will judge a book by its cover. Get a good cover. You're on the wiki, right? There's a lot of great artists kicking around. You can find someone. Exactly, find a professional... Yeah. Pay him some money, get him to do a professional job. You'd be, and it, it's important, but like that, that I think is probably the biggest single piece of advice I'll give you. Absolutely. But good luck. Well, yeah. if anyone out there is looking to self-publish, go check out Quantum's author page and read up on those tips. But uh, I guess without further ado, Tan Honey, how many articles do you have for us today? So today we have, depending, of course, this is all dependent on how long we take each article. We have one uh, SCP article and one tale today. Ooh, right, fancy. All right, so uh, uh, it's all dependent, of course, on how, how long the the, the SCP yeah, takes. Yeah, there there have been times, Quantum, where Tanhoney had like three or four prepped, and it took us the whole time to get through one. Uh, and sometimes it goes the other way around, where we finish quicker. It just you know it depends. All right, we'll take it as it comes. Yeah. So why don't you toss us that first link, Tan? So the um, article we have today on the SCP Wiki is SCP three one two five. I almost posted that in the SCP Classified Discord. <laughs> Uh, and that's the, called The nice. Escapee by, of course, Quantum. Ooh, The Escapee. I'm familiar with this SCP. <laughs> it's, called the, it's called The SKP, which is sort of... Oh, here's the thing, right? You take the word SKP, you strip out all the vowels, mm-hmm. it just right. says SCP, that's all that's left. I 
I'm going to sound crazy, and I, and I don't read articles or anything on my own time, but for some reason I feel like I've seen this screen before. I don't know if you linked it to me, Tan, or a fan did and mentioned it, but this like calculator code screen looks very familiar. Are you doing a bit, or have you actually seen? This I swear, I swear, I'm. I actually, I'm not doing like an anti-mimetic right. bit. It looks familiar, right. um, but I don't remember why. I, I, is there any other articles like this? I don't think there are other articles like this. I think, but... I think what probably happened was a fan mentioned it in a comment, and I like glanced at it, and, and then I was like, oh, it's one of those things. And then I here's the other thing. Off. This keypad design isn't mine. Someone did it for me, and that person may have given other people the keypad design or yeah. someone else might have taken the keypad design and reused it. So that that's not entirely yeah. impossible. Because I remember it had something to do with like a puzzle series tan set, I think. Or maybe I'm just right. completely off I think longer. you may be thinking of a different one here. Yeah. I don't remember mentioning this to you either way, but um, there was one previously in a couple of series back. I think there was sort of like an ARG sort of SCP that I don't believe yep. it was ever actually finished. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Quantum, just so you don't think I'm trying to do too many uh, bits. I have a terrible memory, so there'll be times where I like actually forgot something, and I promise it's not a bit just going forward. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be very um, obnoxious. All right, cool. Awesome. So, uh, Tan, why don't you spin us off here? Yeah, no worries. So, you can see, first of all, this is sort of... So, the, 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 we continue speaking like a human. Um, so, this is actually the next step in the series that we read the first half of previously that ended with um, your last first day. Really? So, this is after the giant starfish in the sky, right? I don't know if it was physically in the sky, but uh, well, the yes. giant starfish, yeah. A meta- yeah. In, in the metaphorical sky, a, a metaphorical yeah. starfish in the metaphorical sky, I think. Yes. Based. All right, interesting. So, uh, I'm kind of excited because I was wondering how that ended. Uh, yeah, get us started here, Tim. Right, no worries, I'll get right into it. Item number, SCP-3125. Object class, Keta. Special containment procedures. SCP-3125 is kept inside Cognito Hazard Containment Unit 3125 on the first floor of Site-41. This containment unit is a 10 meter by 15 meter by 3 meter cuboidal room clad in layers of lead, soundproofing, and telepathic shielding. Access is through an airlock system at one end of the containment unit. This airlock is programmed to allow only one person to enter the containment unit at a time and to remain locked until this person exits before allowing another person to enter. Okay, so this is this is the thing we saw before that like you entered and it was like the battle plan on how to take on the starfish, right? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. this is, I would I would characterize this as kind of a new a, a different angle on the same kind of scene. Ah, okay, so it's like what a perspective else? shift, something like that. Cool, cool, cool. Well, under no circumstances may any coherent information be allowed to leave the containment unit. This includes written and electronic notes, photographs, audio and video recordings, sound, <coughs> excuse me, electromagnetic and particle-based signals, and psi emanations. During the exit cycle, a purge system rigged to the airlock flushes the occupant's memory by flooding the airlock with amnestic gas for three minutes. A senior antimetics division staff member must visit SCP-3125 every six weeks or 42 days. I, I missed the parentheses and, like, extra denotations of the numbers. We're back, baby. All right, so it says end of file, but this menacing calculator... Yeah, so me. it's pretty no, good. That's it. that's that's the end. You forgot the description. So that, that, that's the full SCP. It's one of my shortest. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty highly voted for how short it is, I think, but I, I like it for what it is. Yeah, you know what? I, I respect it because it really it, it sets a lore, you know, just like 173, same thing. Yeah, um, it's short but sweet. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing, Darnell. Mm-hmm. Can you work out this code? I'm gonna guess based on what's after the series archive on the page that it's five 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 five. Maybe. Try it. Okay. 
Do you want five, to try that? Five, 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 five. Granted. Hey, let's go. Nicely done. Nicely done. Okay, so a, a quick side note. I, I think that there, there are a couple of different angles of getting into this problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Different people solve it in different ways. Most people, I think, just Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you scroll up to the top of the page, you can see that it says series archive five 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 five. Yeah, that's that's what I saw, and that's why I put it in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that wasn't there historically. That that one I did probably this year sometime, uh, just because I wanted to make the hint a little better. Uh, but oh, the other nice. thing is three thousand one hundred and twenty-five is five times five times five times five times five. That's pretty clever. That's, it's a factorial five. It's, that's it's actually m- really cool. Exactly, it's five to the five. It's it's oh, moderately five, clever. Five, five, yeah. So here's the thing, right? This this originates uh, back when I originally wrote the first half of Antiomedics. Um, I put SCP thirty one twenty five in there, but series four hadn't opened up at that point. Mm-hmm. And then sometime later, series four opened up, and everyone said, "Hey, Quantum, are you going to fill thirty one twenty five or not?" And I went, "Well, I suppose I have to now. Right. Uh, what should I put there?" And this is what happened when I found that I had to put something there. So uh, we should continue reading. Very, very interesting. So we have uh, some new knowledge here, Tanhoney. Well, that gets you to the real article. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the real article. That's the probably way we're going to the rest of the article. Item number SCP-3125. Object class Keta. Special containment procedures. SCP-3125 is subject to inverted containment protocols and is present everywhere in reality except for those places which have been specifically purged of its influence. The interior of Cognitive Hazard Containment Unit 3125 on Site 41, where this document resides, is the only location in the world known to be successfully purged. Oh, so like the keypad is like we're entering inside it, and now there's like a new article inside it, because the inside is yeah. where it's safe from. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you're now like inside this room reading a computer that's, that's giving you the real SCP. Base. Probably written by yourself earlier on. Yeah. Very, very likely, yes. This containment user is a 10 meter by 50 meter by 3 meter cotuboidal room clad in layers of lead, soundproof material, and telepathic shielding. Access is through an airlock system at one end of the containment unit. This airlock is programmed to allow only one person to enter the containment unit at a time and to remain locked until this person exits before allowing another person to enter. Under no circumstances may any coherent information be allowed to leave the containment unit. This includes written and electronic notes, photographs, audio and video recordings, sound, electromagnetic and particle-based signals, and psi emanations. There's always the weird one. Uh, psi emanations, huh? Got like Mob Psycho in there? So yeah, no, 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 no thoughts. Don't worry about it, I don't get it either. A purge system right to the airlock flushes the so occupants memory by flooding the airlock with domestic gas for three minutes during the exit cycle. An alternate SCP entry must be maintained in the main Foundation database, giving only the technical specifications of the containment units, provisions for senior anti-domestic divisions staff to visit units interior on a regular basis, and no description. Okay. So it's basically just telling us what we already know is, like, this is what it actually is, plus the other one is, like, a dud, so people, so it can retain its properties. Fairly straightforward. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So usually at this point in the the article, we add ask Donnell to guess what it is. We already know what it is. But this yeah, is just, yeah. This is a very rare instance uh, with our format. Uh, I, yeah. So I guess that's all there is to it. So description: SCP three one two five is an extremely large. How, how do I say this? Uh, it's, a <laughs> so it's theta prime. Yeah. C4 Theta Prime Dimensional Fractal Topology, Attachment 13. So that is also linking to another article, which I don't believe we've read, which is SAP 33. Which uh, yeah, I don't think we've read a, that one, actually. A brief synopsis of this, because being honest, we probably won't read this anytime soon. 
is right. that's basically the um, like a lost number. Like it's a number between, I believe, five and six. Well, I don't, I don't think it's actually sort of specified. And it sort of messes things up when you try and use it because it's messing up our existing sort of method of reality. Yeah, I, I have a, I have kind of a pet reading of SCP-33. Um, I can mm-hmm. go into that now or we can talk about it another time or later if you want. Uh, you. No, go ahead. Yeah, go on. So my feeling is, so the number five is really significant to this story and to the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, my feeling is that Theta Prime, SCP-33, is it's kind of this missing number. I think it, like, mathematically speaking, it's just the number five again, but it's a different number five. So you know how numbers have meanings so the number 13 has a meaning the number 69 the number 420 has a meaning so it's the number five but it's loaded down with all the worst interpretations imaginable it's the number five that like you don't want to think about it because of the connotations that's and I what assume it is. that has something to do with, like, you know, the five-pronged starfish and the whole themes with fives we got going, yeah. 055, Exactly, exactly. It's, it's the gross version of the number five. This is just I'm wondering, my pet actually... That, that, sorry, what were you saying? This is just my pet reading. There are other interpretations of SCP-33. This is uh, just the direction. I, I'm almost wondering now if 055, and I mean, obviously, you're the writer, so you would know, if, is, if it's just, like, a physical writing of that five. I can neither confirm or deny that that, that theory. Yeah, we're never we're not getting answers to that on this sort of podcast. Yeah, I know. Inter- Sorry. Interesting. Well, I'm just tossing my crackpot theories out there. I don't expect them to be answered. No worries. Well, I tell you what. Like, there's a lot more of this story coming on. If you ever get to the end of it, call me up, and we'll talk about the last scene of the of 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 this story. Absolutely. I've been thinking uh, if Ken Honey allows it of buying the book and just reading it straight up because I've enjoyed the series so much. Yeah, you're gonna. Well, it's up to you. I'll leave it to you. But uh, if you want to talk about what happens at the very, very end of this, hit me up. Absolutely. Yeah, no worries, no worries. And there's a highly aggressive anomalous metastatized meme complex originally externally to our reality and now partially intersecting it. SCP-3125 is adapted for survival in an idiotic ecology considerably more violent and hostile than our own. Here, our own refers to human headspace, the set of all ideas that humans have or are biologically capable of having. Because humans have no natural exposure to ideas of, as aggressive as SCP-3125, human minds have no protective evolutionary adaptations against okay, it. Okay, so so we already have the idea that it's like uh, got something to do with like memories and anti-memes and whatnot. I mean, we already know what 3125 is, but it's kind of getting us back into that mindset of how to think about it. That headspace, though, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Individuals possessed of SCP-3125 become incapable of entertaining weaker conventional ideas, and become instead wholly spotly a subordinate to the purpose of serving and disseminating the core concepts of SCP-3125. In addition, although undergoing no outwardly visible physical alteration, they cease to be externally recognizable as humans. So, so this is interesting. Now we know it's not just like a bunker for thinking. It actually does have some anomalous effect to make you focus on dealing with the threat, actually. So it's a little bit more... Wait, uh, no. I think you're misunderstanding there. Am I? That, that, the bunker is the containment procedures. Yeah, uh, but it's also saying 3125. I thought 3125 was the bunker. No, 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 no. 3125 no. is a starfish. Oh! Okay, I'm sorry. 3125 is everywhere in reality except inside the bunker. Okay, 3125 is the starfish. I gotcha. And, yes. and, and the bunker container procedures are falsely called 3125 because it's easier than like letting the idea of it leak out of the thing. Okay. Well, no, it's just that it's, it's kept inside. The, the false one is that it's kept inside the bunker. The, 
the bunker. We're, we're going to get into that if we keep reading. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you have crazy. to you have to be patient with me. I'm small brain. No, I like the discussion. It's great. Awesome. SCP three one two five is not yet entirely present in our reality. Upon its arrival, the highly interconnected nature of human knowledge exchange systems means it will take no longer than 12 hours, possibly as few hours, to encompass, dominate, and replace all human thoughts. At this point, humanity is an abstract concept, along with all attendant abstracts such as civilization, culture, society, community, and family, will have ceased to exist. Foundation terms such as eventuality and MK-class end-of-world scenario. I think... Just a small note, there's something I think that makes it especially hit a little bit more home when it goes as far as, like, community and family. Because, you know, like, civilization, culture, society are, like, these bigger ideas, but I think, like, losing the concept of family is something a lot more, like, relatable and personal and down-to-earth that makes you care more about it, I think. Yeah, the the book abstract one's, like, a Mm -hmm. more familiar abstract. Yeah. Well, one's, like, a big picture. Right. I'm doing like hand motions to illustrate this. No one's going to yeah, see this. This is an audio podcast. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> the Foundation possesses numerous proven techniques for arresting the, spe- the spread of such aggressive idea complexes, but these are all rendered unworkable in practice by SCP 3125's autom- autonomic defensive response slash boundary layer. Fully assembling a mental picture of the SCP and perceiving its true shape causes SCP 3125 in turn to be able to perceive the observer. It then attacks the observer, killing them. The mechanism of the attack is unclear, but appears to be at least partially physical. Mental bystanders, individuals whose thoughts and ideas resemble those of the observer, are also affected. This invariably includes the observer's entire extended research group and often their close family, parents and offspring. So, sorry to interrupt again, um, but this is kind of getting me thinking. Like, the two brain cells in my brain are remembering in science class when we learned about how, like, light behaves differently when it's observed. So this is a thing that just by nature of trying to think about it automatically changes its behavior and makes it aware of you as, like, that much scarier. But does the bunker protect them from that? Or, like, when they're thinking about them in the bunker, can it see it? Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's, that's the point of the bunker, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Very, so one of the other things, when I was writing this originally, one of the other directions that I was considering going in, and I never did this in the end, um, was to make it so that this would be an SCP where, you know how cross-testing is generally frowned upon, and trying to create like a, a unified explanation for too many SCPs is generally like frowned upon in the community because right. it kind of limits our creative possibilities. But my idea was like there would be an SCP where if you try to come up with a common explanation for too many SCPs, the common explanation kills you. It gets angry and because it doesn't want to be observed, and it kills you, and that's why cross-testing is frowned upon. It's because when you go down too deeply, uh, it gets upset that you're trying to discover oh. these facts. Dude, that, that's that, like so many went... levels of conspiracy theory. I love it. Uh, I, I, I went. This is in a different sort of direction. It's a very similar sort of direction. So I probably wouldn't have ever wouldn't write that one up because um, I think it would be kind of covering similar ground. But uh, that was one idea I had at one point. Interesting. I kind of dig that. I love hearing about like the behind the scenes, like the other ideas. Yeah, and stuff. I, I love it too. <laughs> Thank you. So the, att- the attack is the net effect of erasing all knowledge, both of SCP three one two five and its attack from the world. This informational numbing effect performs a similar function to the anesthetic saliva and mosquito's bite, enabling SCP-3125 to evade detection prior to its full incarnation. Foundation staff discovering SCP may be able to escape its attack via prompt use of amnestic medication to erase their knowledge of it. 
In either case, and that result is that the interior of a superly shielded containment unit is the only location where it's safe to observe, record, or even acknowledge the existence of SCP-3125. Outside of such a containment unit, a true written description of the SCP-3125 would constitute a lethal cognito hazard. SCP-3125 could be effectively neutralized using a machine proposed by the late Dr. Bartholomew Hughes called an irral... Inner, let me say this properly, irrality amplifier. See schematics attachment 129. However, as well as requiring tremendous material resources, the machine could not be constructed without its builders understanding why it was being built, which would require an understanding of SCP-3125, which would prove fatal to the project. No means of neutralizing SCP-3125 using only the resources in this room is known. I'm trying to remember, wasn't that actually also mentioned in the one with the boss on the lake? Because didn't they talk about how they tried to make like some kind of bomb, but the fact that they were doing yes. that? Yeah. Well, that was, you've mixed some two bombs together there in your head, I think. There was Maybe. the one, the original bomb, back back, back in town a bit. Yeah. And then the sort of the climax of the first half of the series was um, Myron Wheeler trying to get to the um, antimatic bomb in the Atomistic's vision which didn't appear to be, actually be there at the end. Right. But it was, actually. It was. That's my mistake. It was not... I tell you what, it's partially my mistake. I think during the telling of the story, I mixed together two bombs somewhat. It's a little... It's a little confusing what happens at the end there. But, yeah, there, there are... This irreality amplifier... And, yeah, that's a fake word that I made up, so it's okay to... <laughs> fair, like, that, that's why that's hard to pronounce. It's because it doesn't exist as a word. Uh... This amplifier thing is not really a bomb, it's a different thing. Okay. And that's what she was it's looking a for, she found the bomb instead. Right. Yeah, she just finds like the equivalent to a site nuke, which is no use to her, it doesn't solve the problem. Also interesting, I see here, something that we haven't seen in a hot minute, because uh, is a history section, which is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is where I'm kind of making an end run around like the fact that a description can only take you so far. Exactly, right. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so a lot of articles do have some sort of history section but it's just sort of labeled differently usually sometimes yeah. just sort of addendum yeah that's what I'm used to more so it's kind of but I remember there were articles that did have a history in the past or maybe it was Tales more yeah. often I don't remember I do it sometimes I don't think there's any sort of real rhyme or reason to a lot, when a lot of people put it in that specific section um, due to described defensive mechanism SCP-3125's observation history is almost entirely missing in particular, it's unclear exactly how this containment unit came to be built and how these containment procedures were established. Much data has been accrued in this containment unit over the course of successive visit by Foundation researchers. This data was brought from the outside in the hope of being useful and left here in accordance with containment procedures. In addition to this database entry, the reader will find multiple electronics copies of the Foundation database, academic data sets of all kinds, and extensive public news archives. As is to be expected, much of this data is not germane to the topic of containing SCP-3125. Uh, so, so, sorry, I'm dumb. What does germane mean? Relevant. Ah, nice. Nevertheless, correlation... Yeah, I like that word. Yeah. Nevertheless, correlation... And I like... That's a good touch as well, because I imagine usually that's not the sort of wording they maybe use there, but there's no, no one sort no. of proofreading this. It's... The thing it's is, like, when you're writing like this, you think, okay, I'm, a, I'm an SCP, I'm a Foundation scientist. I want to I want to get my flipping Thesaurus out. I want to get technical on this thing. Right. So, exactly. ooh, Jermaine, yeah. yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but even if usually, like, a second guy would come in, like, we need to make this immediately understandable. No one's yeah. coming out to do this in this bunker. It's just you. Mm. Right. Mm. I don't know if that was intentional, but uh, that's what I got from that. Nevertheless, correlation analysis by successive visitors have allowed the following facts to emerge. 
Although SCP-3125 is not yet fully present in our reality, its indirect effects slash foreshocks, for example, SCP blank, SCP blank, SCP funny blank, and SCP plus blank. I'm are only going to assume by- that that third blank is the forbidden five that we that was talked about earlier. I can neither confirm nor deny that. I, I like this. I, I, I really I always like this. The SCP plus because there's so many implications in that. Yeah. Oh, right, so here's the thing. Okay, dirty secret. I've got no idea what the plus means. I don't know. I can't believe this. I, 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 think, I think a couple of times on various places it's been discussed that, like, do we want to do an SCP plus series? Like, and I think it's been shut down, probably with good reason, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's probably some really exciting interpretation of what the SCP plus numbers mean, and but I got no idea. I'll, I'll tell you uh, my interpretation. Like Tanner yeah, mentioned, yeah. I think no one proofread this, and they just hit the wrong key when they were like desperately trying to write within their hour. <laughs> See that? I actually quite like. That's very plausible. That's not bad. I mean, it makes more sense than anything else I've got. <laughs> I was gonna say it's, it's like a little, little tiniest detail. I really enjoy it. I never want to know what it means, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, but those are easily discovered by any well-equipped memetics research project. Memetics research is today a much diminished science from when it was at its peak. In mid-2008, there existed more than 400 institutions pursuing research likely to uncover SCP-3125, including government agencies, military branches, private corporations, excuse me, independent laboratories, university research projects, and notable amateur groups. Many of these were GOIs or internal divisions within GOIs. None of these groups still exist except for the Foundation's anti-memetics division. Almost nobody in the world is consciously aware of this decline, and explanations for the disappearance of these groups have not been forthcoming. Simple deduction gives us that all of these groups eventually discovered SCP-3125 and were consumed by it, and that this is, in fact, the inevitable fate of all competent memetics research. Damn. Antimetics division's persistence is attributed to its specialist training. Um, a big ad pops on my computer, hold on. And it's ready access to reliable amnestic medita- medication. Despite this, the Division 2 has shrunk considerably in recent years, from a reported staff of well over 4,000 people in 2012 to, as of September 2015, 125. This figure is on track to reach zero before the end of 2015. Over the same period, the Division's physical worldwide presence has similarly shrunk from a network of sites and smaller outposts on every continent to the single site, Site 41. In particular, the Division's headquarters at Site 167 are now missing from the Division's collective memory and presumed neutralized by SCP-3125's concealment response. So it's definitely painting a bleak picture. And we already saw a little bit of, like, just how dangerous it is to be in the anti-memex division when we read that tale about Dr. Gray. And, like, there was the guy who had basically been doing it his whole life and then just, like, one unlucky occurrence and he lost all his memories and almost died. And I think when you work in that kind of nature, because I feel like anti-memetics are one of the most dangerous, like, types of SCPs. It makes sense that they kind of rapidly decline so quickly. And I'm wondering what will happen when, you know, it's gone. Uh, that that's intentional. I mean, the, the whole point here is is to set up a pretty, an essentially unsolvable problem, and then right. go, okay, how are our characters going to get out of this one? And I think one of the good things about writing for the wiki is that like, there's a really strong chance that the answer is they're not going to get out of it. They're all going to die some miserable death, which is exactly yeah. why. Yeah, so you got that. You've actually got that tension there. Yeah, it paints a very enjoy. bleak picture, but it also gets you invested because you know it's not going to be like, and then they save the day at the end. They could, they could, yeah. and might very well just all perish. Well, the other thing is, like, if you sit down and think about this, uh, I sat down and thought about this exact problem and went, okay, how would you really solve this problem? And I actually came up with a couple of answers myself. 
And I thought to myself, these these are difficult, but they might be doable. And I think if you're reading this and you think about it hard, you might actually come up with some of the same answers that the readers, that the, that the characters do. And you might go, mm. yeah, that is what I would do. I hope it works. That can, I think that's a, that can be kind of a rewarding thing. I mean, shit, thinking. that's something, talking to our viewers now, I'd love to see in the comments your guys' theories on how to solve this problem. Yeah, how would, you, how, how would you solve it? No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers, but how would you solve it? Well, the thing is, like, if you've read the book and you know the spoilers, you know whether or not they solve it, yeah. and if so, you know how they solve it. Like, it's a how else did you only. solve it? Have you got a better idea? Yeah. Uh, hmm. You know, because I've got a couple. All right, and then it looks like we've got two addendums here at the bottom. Yeah, two. Third analysis hmm. of specifically architectural diagrams of State 41, just from 38, indicates the existence of a second containment unit on State 41 conforming to the same basic design philosophy as this one. The second unit, SO41B30000, was built 210 metres below ground level. It features identical broad-spectrum interventional cladding, but has more than 1,000 times the volume of cognitive hazard containment 3125, along with an amnestic airlock large enough to ingest a 20-foot equivalent unit shipping container. Information relating to the date of construction and purpose of this containment has absent from foundation records has presumed to have been deliberately erased. The unit itself is hermetically sealed and has been so for all of what has happened to my voice? Indeterminate period of time. Uh, Regardless, just a quick refresher. Hermetically sealed is like magic shit, right? I don't think it's magic, no. Right, Her- hermetic what's... just means like, you know, like a hermit. As in, like, completely sealed from the rest of the universe. Oh, like isolate. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Regardless of SO41's B30000's intended purpose, it, like any such containment unit, is capable of acting as a shelter from SCP-3125. Why don't I pass this next bit on to you, Janelle? Because I've been reading for a while. I'm starting to deteriorate. Did you say Darnell? I have no clue what that word was. Darnell. Yeah, that's, okay. your, that's your name. <clears throat> you don't remember? It's not. Shut up. <clears throat> oh, God, I forgot what Marion's voice was. Oh, well. And the rest, hopefully, is blindingly obvious. SO41B3000 was originally constructed to house a long-term project to construct Hughes' E-Reality Amplifier. While that's been going on, the rest of us have been fighting an unconscious war in order to buy time. We've been losing, but losing as slowly as humanly possible. The time we have bought is now up. It's an extremely bad sign that nobody inside the unit has broken the seal yet, but there is no ground left for us to cede, and there are no more bodies to throw into 3125's maw to slow it down. Uh, what symbol is that? Uh, I think it's pronounced Va. Va is here, ready or not. I'm going to go to the containment unit and use the machine. I think I can get the information out through the airlock. I think I can get to the vault alive. This was the plan. It's become garbled in the retelling because of variables, but I know that this was my plan because I know myself. What else could it have been? Standard procedure is that I have to tell you what to do next if this doesn't work. That's the asynchronous research covenant. But I don't have a good picture of who you can even be reading this and alive. In your scenario, there is no machine, Hughes is missing, I'm dead, the site is ruined, and how'd you even get in here? Can you be Foundation? Are you conscious? Is there a single word of this which you can comprehend? You live in a world bathed with 3125. That's the lost condition. I can't help someone who doesn't exist. Marion Wheeler, Chief of Anti-Memetics, November 30th, 2015. Oh, God! That, it's so much more menacing when they mention the end of 2015, and that's, like, the end of the second to last month. Oh, no. Yeah, really the, the timeline time here is really important. And then there's a third uh, addendum uh, that was hidden within the second addendum. Correct. Very nice trick. I, I saw that you had to, like, you did, like, hack wiki not to make this work. 
Oh, oh, you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get to the end of this, and I'll talk about the hacks that I had to do to get this flipping thing to work. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Quantum, do you want to take over this one? I'd love to. Addendum 3. Uh, I found your body. And finding your body was a powerfully disorienting sensation for me, I don't mind admitting. I used to know a Marion. During the brief period in which I knew her, she wasn't one to admit, admit defeat as easily as you. Still, that was a long time ago. Far be it from me to tell you your business, but I fear you missed a trick. From the evidence I can see, this was never the only anti-memetics division site. There were others. I imagine they're now all effectively invisible to most passers-by, of course, just like this one. But I presume that they, just like this one, still physically exist. Your plan, I think, was in place for longer than you know. And since you weren't at liberty to retain its details, you put it into action more than once. There is another vault fitting the description. Truck-sized amnestic airlock and all. S-167-001-6183. Site-167 is a non-entity, of course, which is most likely why you missed it. It's likely ruined, and it's quite definitely a long-gone dark way from here on foot. But still, I think it's better than half a chance. I could die on this boondoggle too, naturally, as the world has become something of a horror show of late. In any case... I trust that anybody following in my footsteps and reading these additional words will have the presence of mind to pursue the same basic strategy. Still existing, despite everything. Adam Wheeler, Interloper, May 4th, 2017. This is a End very like, sad message for so many reasons. So, like, obviously, you know, based on the name and what they said, they are related to Marion in some way. But I think more importantly, uh, and, like, you could see this as hopeful or, like, depressing, is, like, literally the concept of 3125 and the way Marion ends is they can't really foresee a world in which anything exists after it. But, lo and behold, Adam Wheeler and probably other people, too, do exist, but they have to, as he says, live in, like, the aftermath of whatever the fuck this is and however the hell they're surviving, which I think both kind of speaks to the tenacity of the human race, but also just, like, it kind of sets an even more dreadful, like, what kind of world is that to live in? What does it look like post-3125, etc.? One of the things that Adam Wheeler, like, you, you don't know who Adam Wheeler is yet, really. Um, mm -hmm. But he has a capacity for understatement. So when he says the world has become something of a horror show, you're like, what has actually happened? Like, mm -hmm. we we don't know whether that's a, how bad a thing that is. We can right. make some guesses, but uh, you're like, do we want to know? Yeah, Exactly. It's almost like tempting you, which I think honestly underlies the whole theme of anti-memetics too. Is is it really something you want to know about to begin with? Mm. Me think. So. Oh yeah, I mean, th th there's like I feel like there's two kinds of two varieties of anti-meme. There's the kind where you want to keep it in your head, but you can't for whatever reason, and then there's the kind where you don't want to keep it in your head, so you kind of keep it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this, the second half of this whole story is like all about that second type of the things that you don't want to know, but you have to know eventually. Right. Yeah. Well, as a whole, I really like this article and the picture it painted and all the little details and how it sets up the atmosphere. I'm going to give this one a solid 12 out of 10 and pop a little upvote on there. Oh, hang on. I got to sign. Oh, only 12. Okay. Fine. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, don't worry about it. the numbers are meaningless. No, they're not. Okay, Thanks, so let me explain um, myself. There is, I have a system, and Tanhoney doesn't get it because he doesn't understand my genius. Um, okay. Hang on, I'm trying to log into Wikidot. Okay, so my system is you rate it out of ten. 
based on things like um, how good the writing is, uh, how you know how it's set up, the themes of the story, and then you can get upwards of plus three to minus. It's like bonus stars in Mario Party based on how much I personally right. enjoy or dislike it. So this one gets like a 10 out of 10 for writing and then a plus two because I enjoyed it pretty much, but it wasn't like my all-time favorite article or anything. Wow. So 12 Unreal. out of 10. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Do, you do you want me to talk about HTML for a second? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned... I, I just want to say, Donald, just before we do that, Dora, I want to say I do understand your system. My issue with it is that you say 12. I've got no problem with you giving out of 12, but then you follow it with out of 10. Isn't out of 10. Well, the problem is because if you say out of 13, then uh, then that implies a 10 out of 13 is missing something. But a 10 still okay. has everything. It's just my personal preference, you know? Just, just, just okay. out of 100. Just say, like, 12 out of 100. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, it all measures up the same in the end, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just Mario yeah. Party bonus stars, let's admit it. Yeah. Mm. Right. So one of the things I wanted to do on this page is I wanted to make it so that people couldn't hit view source and see the rest of the page. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do, so like this isn't wiki.markup. And if you click, like if you try to look at the wiki.source, what you're going to see is complete nonsense because it's all encrypted. Mm -hmm. um, and what it does is when you enter the code correctly, it uses that code to decrypt the page. And if you don't know the code, you can't decrypt it. Um, wow. It was pointless. I don't know why I did this, uh, but it's quite entertaining. Um, and the thing is, because this is all HTML and JavaScript, it's not wiki.markup. It's all within a HTML block, which I've styled to make it look exactly like the regular SCP wiki does, um, which, again, was pointlessly difficult. But uh, so. Uh, I mean, the attention to detail is genuinely appreciated. I always respect a coding king. Uh, I am not one of them. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. All right. And then, Tan, do you think... Uh, I can't see how long we've been recording because I'm doing OBS this time. Uh, do you think we have time for the tale, or should we go into questions? Um, it's up to you. I would probably say um, I would love to read the tale, but I would say realistically, we are 100% going to go over the usual amount of time if we, we, we carry on to the tale and then do the questions. But I will say that's up to you because I don't know you guys' schedules. Um, I've got all the time in the world. Uh, how long is the tail, Dan? Uh, I'm not going to like how long. Um, give me, give me, like uh, compared to this article. It's probably about the same read. again. Actually, yeah. it might be a little longer than the article that we just read. Hmm. All right. Maybe in this case, we end it off and do questions and interview and comments. And then there's always the potential to come back for the other tail, if, especially if you would ever want to come yeah. back, Quantum. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. No problem. Is that cool with you, Tan? Yeah, absolutely. As I said, it's, it's, it's up to you guys. <laughs> All right, let me open the last episode. Let me tip-tap away here. Let me get these questions. You guys better have some good questions. I, You know what the worst part is? I actually had a question for you, Quantum, and my memory's so bad I literally forgot it, like, midway through the oh, episode. I was like, oh, I want to ask you about this, and then I forgot. It, it, oh, it'll no. come back. Don't worry. I actually yep. do remember it. Hold on. Let me write it down, because I will forget yep. it again. Uh, Why don't you just ask it? Well, I'm going to read the other comments first. I don't want to be greedy. Okay. Well, it's your show. Questions. You can do whatever you like. Oh, you know what? That's You know what? I am going to ask my question first. Uh, and, my, sure. and my question is, it's a pretty basic one. Maybe you've answered before, but uh, what got you started? Basically, how did you first come up with the idea of, I guess, anti-memes in, in the anti-memetics division as a Tales series in general? Uh, that's actually two questions. How did I come up with anti-memes? 
Now you're going back to 2008. I wrote SCP-055 mm-hmm. uh, in Which 2008. we read on our very first episode. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't know. Uh, cool. Nice. So that's a series one. Um, that's an old one. Basically what happened is, like, so the SCP wiki was a completely different thing back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually more of a wiki. It was more interactive where, you know, people would edit your article um, to, to add changes that you might that they might think were appropriate. So I was looking at the wiki and I was thinking, okay, um, there's, there isn't really a, a memetic SCP. There aren't any memetic SCPs. So what would a memetic SCP look like? One that like, is playing around with ideas and conceptual things. Um, I looked at it and I went, okay, well, what if, you know, I, some ideas are contagious, some ideas are memetic, some ideas just kind of sit there. What's at the other end of that scale? Um, so what if you have an idea which, like, resists being spread or resists being remembered? Um, what, if, what if you had some kind of uh, entity which, let's say, it, it, would, it would trip you over and you, uh, you wouldn't realize, you wouldn't know who tripped you, and when you got up again, you would forget that you ever tripped at all, that kind of thing. So that's where SCP-55 comes from. That's like the basic premise of that. Um, I'm going to say on the record, the second half of SCP-55 is by someone else. Uh, I think Captain Bellman is that person's username, uh, who I've never met. I don't know who they are. Um, So I wrote everything up to Addendum A, and then Addendum A onwards is by that other person. Um, Just for the record. So I wrote that, and then I left the wiki, and I worked on... I, I, I did writing for another site called Everything 2 for a long period of time, um, which was which is an old classic for many, many years. Um, and around probably around 2015, like during that time, I was thinking, you know what, there's more mileage here. Uh, there's more than just this one SCP. And it took me a couple of attempts to kind of get into that. But I started thinking, but eventually I got to the idea of the anti-memetics division, where there would be, um, okay, so who, given that this is a class of phenomena, what kind of what kind of organization can deal with this class of phenomenon? Like, what? How are they structured? What kind of procedures do they have to follow? What kind of person works there? And based on that, that out of that, the first tale, um, which is we need to talk about fifty five. That's where that came from, mm-hmm. and it kept going after that. The other half of it was I thought, okay, this would be a really good idea for something if I wanted it to be completely self contained. Because I thought, I was looking ahead to the end. Like, at the end of this first part of it, I can just burn the entire division down, and it'll be like it never existed. And that'll be completely consistent with the rest of SCP, quote-unquote, canon. And I thought, I like that idea of, of establishing this thing and then exploring it for a little while. Probably, I think I time-boxed it. I wanted to do it all in one year. So I think it took all of 2015, and then the last chapter was released, like, January, 1st of January 2016. Um, I wanted to do that and then just burn it all down. It's like, okay, it's like it never happened. Job done. Close story. That's actually really cool that you just like set a limit to yourself and you're like, I'm going to write about this, I'm going to play with this, and then I'm going to end it all within this time. I think that's kind of a really cool writing challenge to sort of force your creativity to get kicking. Yeah, I I liked that it meant that I didn't draw out any of the ideas for too long. Uh, It meant that probably quite a lot of ideas that I had that weren't really like prime cut ideas just kind of fell by the wayside because I didn't have a lot of time. And I think that first half of this book became pretty lean. And I think it was like mostly high quality all the way through Like there are a lot of ideas where, I mean, towards the end of the book, the second half, I was running out of ways to the directions to take anti-memetics. Um, so the, the idea kind of didn't really outstay its welcome that first half. Uh, 
which I think was thought was effective. I should do this more often. I should time box things. I should say, okay, because I write relatively slowly. Like those five chapters, like that was all I could write in one year, basically. Right. So I should do that more often. I should say, okay, here's the start. I've got it. Here's the amount of time that I'm going to work on this. And then we're, we're done. That's actually really cool. I, I, I love that idea. Uh, Thank you. I, I'm very satisfied with that answer. That was really cool. All right, so now we've got some comments. Uh, usually I read them going down, but since you're our guest here and we're interviewing you, I'm going to prioritize the ones that have questions for you, and then maybe I'll go back at the end and read the other ones just so like you know, we don't waste too much of your time. Okay. So first up from JTKC, they say, Came expecting SCP-5000 secrets revealed, Tanhoney dies, and Darnell sex? Got epic insight into the mind of DJ Cactus. Very cool, guys. Thanks. Been reading a lot of SCP stuff in Army because I have a lot of time but no Wi-Fi sedge. Been reading the MTF Omega-7 series and its sequel Alpha 9. It's about the time they got Abel and Iris to join MTF. It's a good read, albeit old, especially since Army boring. Have a great week, guys. Question slash gushing for Quantum. Hey, Quantum, what's poppin'? The Antimimetics Division was excellently written and what got me to deep dive into SCP. I love how you write the story in a way where we can't trust the characters to remember what happened, but you write in small clues within the setting that something is off. I Ergo, when Marion was on the boat and realized, why is she alone? Like, where's the supporting MTF? And then shit hits the fan. My question is, how would you write a memory loss mystery and reveal the truth without it feeling like an ass pool? You mean, how, how would I or how did I? Uh, they say how would you, but maybe they meant how did you. I'm not sure. There's a couple grammar problems. I don't know. So there was actually two questions here. I think one of the questions was what's poppin', and the answer to what's poppin' is poppin' is the SCP Foundation wiki. Get on that. Um, hey. Hey. Uh, how? I mean, how how would you write a memory loss thing without? <sighs> so the thing is, like, to a certain extent, I've already written that. So I would just gesture in the direction of the book that I've already written. And to another extent, I'd like I probably wouldn't write the same thing a second time. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd write another memory loss wiki. Uh, I, the thing is, I don't know, because th there's a lot of memory amnesia. Like, here's yeah. the thing, right? Amnesia is such a flipping cliche, man. It's really bad. Uh, you can you can be badly, badly overused. Yeah. Um, I think I've but, seen you, one thing with amnesia in recent memory that I liked, and that was Disco Elysium. I really need to play that. I've heard so much good things about it. Um, I think I think what you got to do is you got to have credible characters and you got to have a, a plausible story surrounding it, um, and you've got to treat your readers with some kind of respect. Um, it's very easy to just hide pe information from people arbitrarily, uh, right. and I, I think a lot of it is just like thinking real carefully. Uh, just planning as far ahead as humanly possible. Serial fiction can be really difficult to do because here's the thing with serial fiction. You write the first chapter and then everyone's read it and then you realize, hang on a minute, I need to edit something in the first chapter and I can't ever. <laughs> Damn now, honey. Now, yeah, I've got a real problem now. Whoops. Right. Yeah, that, that's the game. I don't know. Very, very interesting. And then they also said, P.S., if the person listening to this video right now hits that like button, I will buy a copy of Anti-Memex Division on Amazon, and if the video hits 100 likes, I'll buy the hard copy. Wow, amazing. Very amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I just hit the like button. Uh, so oh, the next amazing. question, yeah, same. T Staffer Skip Squad asks, okay, a question for Quantum. I, um, do you, um, I, the do, um, do, do you like SCP? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. 
you don't have right? I, I got nothing to work with. Uh, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I don't really know how you would feasibly respond right. to that comment, but right. I thought it was funny. All right, let, 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 me, let me pretend that you asked me something really cogent and incisive, and I'll give you a, I'll give you a direct answer. The SCP Foundation Wiki is great. It's a hugely important, powerful force for creative fiction on the web right now. It's, it, it, you know, when I say it's popping, like, it, it's actually, it's really popular. A lot of eyes are on it. If you're reading it, you're probably in a pretty cool place. If you want to contribute to it, um, like you're going to get a lot of eyes on whatever it is you write, uh, for better or worse. And if it does get voted down, then try again. And if it gets voted down again, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. But like this, this is a fashionable place to be right now. Um, so uh, highly recommend it. I do like SCP. I think it's a good thing. And the, and the fact that... Um, we're not owned by Disney or Marvel or Sony or <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, I think that's... it's a, a massive point in the wiki's favor, and that's I something think we should cling on to at all costs. License that they got going on. I think that's it's like a. I, I don't want to be dramatic and say it's the last font of creativity or anything, but I think definitely in a world <laughs> yeah, where everything's increasingly crazy. being acquired, that it's really nice to have a pretty large fandom where it's in the hands of like the fans and the writers themselves, and not like a higher corporation. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe and, the new and, Spider-Man trailer when 682 appeared. <laughs> that was no, surprising. No. I don't yeah. know how they got the clearance for that. That's the thing. Like, doesn't that mean... Never mind. <laughs> Hello, Comedy Man Kelp says, Holy shit, Cactus managed to do the one thing no SCP fan can ever do. Get a date. Uh, also, question for Quantum. Bit of a random question, but what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of music do I listen to? Um... Oh jeez, hang on a minute. Let me put up Spotify for a second. Um, hang on, Spotify is installing. Based. To what extent are you able to edit out tedious pauses of this kind? Um, I'm just going to look at my list of. Like, we have an editor that makes the podcast like not suck, but I'll I'll leave it in their hands if this is comedic enough to leave in or if it should be cut. Um, we have like 77 episodes in this is what they're here for at this point yeah <laughs> they're used to this I listen to a frightening amount of electronic music um, but it's, it's not really a kind I mean I'm not really assigning genres to any of these things it's all over the place Right. Uh, Pendulum I'm kind of fan of at this point um, yeah I don't have a good answer prep for that one. Uh, probably all-time favorite um, album, Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Ooh, nice. that's a good pick. Well, and don't ask me how old I am. <laughs> uh, a Bush from the Island of Borneo says, Howdy, Quantum. I can't think of any profound writing-related questions, so what's your favorite and least favorite GOI? Favorite and least favorite GOI. Okay, so here's the thing. like These GOIs are created by my fellow writers, and I don't want to cast aspersions. Yeah, how about just your um, favorite then, so we don't like single anyone out? Uh, let me pull up the list. Hang on, what the flip is the link for the all of the list? Hang on a second. Groups of interest. While you're pulling that up, uh, they also had a quick mm. question for you, Tan, which is: Does the password do anything? Do I get money? Do I get fame? Will you release my family? I will not. Um, Fair enough. Well, the password like wins my approval, which will do nothing for you. It'll make you feel better at the end. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the password for this episode is, um, I don't know, uh, uh, funny five. That's the password. Funny five? Yeah, the funny okay. five. Uh, as for recommendations. Well, it sounds like five, like, comedic cowboys. <laughs> the funny, yeehaw! 
the funny five. As for recommend, instead of the hateful eight, like the counter. Exactly. As for recommendations, you should read some legal bureaucratic grado hazards SCPs such as five one seven zero two five five three and four seven zero three. All right. Do you got your Those SCPs are much too big brain for me, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, well, you have to remember, Tan and I are very small brain. I mean, Tan did write uh, oh. Gorefield, so no. <laughs> Tan, you're a funny guy. I am a funny this guy. Is, this this is a hard question. I don't know if I have a good answer to it. Uh, in fact, my answer here is so bad that I might have to skip it. All right, um, that's fair. Sorry. All good. All no good. worries. No worries. He loves all of them so much. Um. Yes. I want to give a excellent read through. Blah, blah. Okay, that one doesn't have a question for quantum. Uh, okay, here we go. Insert clever name here says, Hello, Quantum, and the two other people I do not know. Your work is some of the best on the SCP Wiki, and I'm glad that you've been branching out into writing that can reach a larger audience. My question is, what was the hardest part of the Anti-Memetics Division canon to write, and why? The hardest part to write... Okay, so you know how a second ago I was talking about how uh, sometimes you can make mistakes very early on in a serial, and then right. they come back to... Well, not mistakes. You can just write something that suddenly becomes incredibly inconvenient. Exactly. SCP-3125, which we've just read, like that last bit that I read out, that caused some serious problems down the line. It was most inconvenient. Uh, oh, yeah. And if I had the opportunity, I would probably rewrite it. Very li- not rewrite it much, but I would rewrite it. You could always take the uh, the Berz- uh, Mira path. Rest in peace, Mira. Which is like uh, he did. The- Have you ever read Berserk Quantum? Uh, Berserk? No, no, I haven't. Oh, great manga. There's a chapter. So Berserk has like a really crazy world and all this stuff. But there's a chapter they write where he goes a little bit too in detail to how the world works. So he like uh, ripped it from the canon later and. Uh, uh, so that he wouldn't have written himself into a corner, I think. Which yeah. I feel like is a very clumsy way to do it. But my point is, like, even like well-known, established, like everyone, it's it's an easy thing to do as an author is to write yourself. Oh into yeah, a like, like, so, like problems with serious. Like you go back and read like the Three Musketeers. Like that's mm-hmm. like classic fiction from the nineteenth century. That was originally a serial, and if you read it, you can tell it's a serial, and there are mistakes that a proper book would have fixed. Yep. But uh, that's just the way it comes out, and sometimes you just got to go with it. Yeah, and true, true. And then insert clever name here, recited the password, and said, or share the worlds, the suns, the stars, the night, which are all one. Um, okay. uh, this one isn't a question, but that was funny. Quaker Button knows 128 says, if you're recording the podcast while reading this comment, it means I couldn't think of a question for quantum. Uh, all right. Good Day says, yet more clickbait from the DSCP YouTube channel. Y'all have really changed since that 1K milestone. Unsubbed, plus reported to the YouTube Death Squad. I'd like to see them try. Edit. Is hey, Quantum. Death now? <laughs> yeah, I know, yes. right? Yeah, we that's, did, that's we missed a few too many audio jungles in there. Yeah, uh, Good terrible. Day says, hey, Quantum, as an Amazon best-selling author, I'm sure you've heard this question more than your fair share, but I must ask, what are some common traps slash mistakes that you see new authors fall into slash make the most often? What advice would you give to help with that? New authors on the wiki or, like, just in general? I think they just mean in general. In general. Jeepers. Um... Uh, well, again, like, again, I'm going to point you back at my... At my um author page where I've got advice for people who are trying to be, get self-published. Um, probably like underestimating uh, everything that surrounds your book that's not actually the content of the book. Yeah. So right. the cover, the blurb, 
like the, the writing, the blurb, the writing but yeah yeah um just the formatting um oh and mistakes uh the other thing i wouldn't call this a mistake but like please don't go into this with dollar signs in your eyes all right no, there's a lot not. of luck involved Here, here's here's the thing it's like assuming that a really good book will sell like there's a lot of luck involved um your, your book can be like legitimately great and if no one's reading it then no one's going to read it um there's a lot of stuff around the edges that is actually really important um on the other thing is um if, if you're starting out as a new writer you've got to finish you've got to finish what you start uh you can't sell something that's half finished i was gonna say well, I, I i don't I, I don't like it when people sell things that are half finished anyway yeah uh, I was gonna say I know the question was for you, Quantum, but I have an answer for this as well. As well, one thing I see, and this is this this advice is less for like you know authors looking to like publish proper books, and more like if you're writing in general, whether it's for the wiki or whatever. I see a lot of writers that are new to writing try to make something perfect, or like they get down on themselves and spend much too long on something. I think a big part of writing and of anything is being willing to fail and learn from your mistakes rather than trying to spend 50 years doing something perfect. Because the first thing you ever write probably will not be that great, but the 50th thing you write and so on will get better and better. Uh, so I think yeah, being willing let, to let, let yourself fail and learn from it is huge. Let, let me tell you this. Like, antiomatics is not the first thing I wrote. You will never see the first things that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, they were exactly. not very good at all. Um, and the other thing is like, it's just like learning a martial art. The first thing you learn is how to take a fall. And the yep. same is the, true in creative writing criticism. Like you've got to learn how to go, all right, I take your point. I can work on this. And, and I, to, you know, because yeah. the thing is, the thing you've written is not you. You've got to separate, create a separation between yourself and your work. And you go, okay, they're criticizing the work. I'm still a good person. It, yes. it doesn't hurt me. It goes past me. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and I think people often like fake themselves out and they're like, oh, but look, the first thing this person put on the wiki was so good. And you have to realize, first of all, if the, if the first thing they put on the wiki is probably not the first thing they wrote ever. And second, you know, things get deleted, things get edited all the time. You have to be willing to let yourself try and fail and learn all yeah. the time. Antimimetics is my fourth book, right? Really? Uh, yes. Interesting. Um, go, go, go on Amazon, search for Quantum. You will find my other three books. Um, of of which I would say at least two are worth reading. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. that. Mm -hmm. uh, Boris WW says, okay, I was going to say I can now use my newfound power to make you do a Spike Brennan episode. All right, quick quick lore quantum. Back in like over a year ago in like episode five or ten. Episode one. Yeah, Boris was like, hey, can you guys do Spike Brennan? And Tan was like, we'll definitely get to it soon. And we still have not read... I don't even know who this guy is. We haven't read a single thing by him. It just hasn't. Things <laughs> become complicated. We will do that not next episode, but soon. Uh, but whatever. I have to fangirl instead. Uh, Boris WW says, "Hi Quantum. I'm a big fan. I even ported the first two Antimimetics tales to the Polish Wiki, along with the Hub that I can't keep up nice. with updating. And very tall things. Uh -huh. My question is, how do you define science fiction? Smile. Um." It's interesting. I've been asked that before. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to dodge that question. What I'm going to say is I think probably the most interesting creators right now don't especially care what science fiction is or how it's defined. Uh, mm. But I mean, at this point, science fiction is um, it's it's like a tag on Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon. I think it's a tag. I When I put in my book on Amazon, I say, yeah, OK, what category is this book in? Is it a romance 
Is it young adults? And I put it under science fiction because it's science fiction. Uh, right. And beyond that point, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's a second question, like, why do we want a definition of science fiction? What are we going to do with that definition? It might have some value. It might be useful to say, like, okay, the, here is the circle. Everything inside the circle is science fiction and everything outside of it isn't. But I think probably the most interesting things are happening on the edge, are kind of blurring that circle, that edge yeah. between yeah. sci-fi and not. Um, but actual answer, I think science fiction is probably some kind of fiction where there's some kind of logic to it where there's some kind of rules, probably not real rules, but maybe real rules in the case of hard SF. Um, and the application of those rules is in some way kind of important to the progress of the story. And the characters are thinking about those rules in some way in order to get their stuff done. That is probably like the actual definition I'd give. I think that's a very but, clever way to word it, but I, I do agree with your first point about how I think it's almost better to not define it. Hmm. Uh, and the thing is, like having said that, how many instances of classic science fiction completely dis disregard that definition and step completely outside it? Probably. So I'd, say, I'd say it's almost a requirement. Yeah, at Dune. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. Land says, if you really want to revive holders, something cool you guys could do is host a holders contest where the fans get a time limit to write a holder and you read the entries on stream or something. Could be fun. Tan, we definitely need this to do that. This meme is growing out of control. I, We're I, I, it's a, the holders in this I, I, I say we do it, Tan. I think it would be fun, but we'll figure that out later. Also, a question for Quantum and possibly Tan. How did you decide whether to write in British English or American English? I've always written in British English, but when I discovered SCP, no pun intended, it made me question if I should switch due to the mostly American audience. I've written in British English for some time, although I have noticed that if I go back and read my earlier work, I've, there's a lot of British idioms that I've kind of stopped using recently over the last several years, which is interesting. Uh, I write in British English because I'm British and I write in British. Although having said that, if you're reading my SCP work, like these are characters who are in America and they are Americans. So they're going to use American spelling. Right. Uh, and an SCP article that's like in a site that's somewhere in North America, that's going to use an American spelling probably. So you write what's appropriate. But other than that, I, I kind of default to, you know, my native spelling. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. I see you also had something to say about the, the holders there, like Donnell to sort of catch rocket. Uh, sorry, what were you going to say about the holders, Tanhoney? Uh, well, there's just a constant surprise about the, the holders. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> Quantum. Uh, so, I don't remember what we did, but like for some off episodes, sometimes occasionally we don't do SCPs, we do something a little different, and we decided mm -hmm. to read the holders, partially as like a joke, but I actually kind of unironically enjoyed it because I, I just like the goofiness and like I don't want to be like oh it's so bad it's good type deal uh, but you know what I mean it was just like really fun and it was this a is yeah old school creepypasta right? exactly it was a very different vibe yeah yeah, and I kind of liked it, cause, especially because as we've been getting into the newer generations, you get into the much higher brow writing, which is great, it's enjoyable, but it's kind of nice to go back to like those like dumbed-down roots a little bit. I guess I, maybe mm. not dumbed-down, but you know what I mean, simpler roots I think is the better word. Um, mm. And it was just fun, and then one of our fans actually wrote a new Holders, and then like Cactus mentioned how that inspired him, and we've been kind of toying and joking around the idea oh, of reviving it's Holders. It's coming back, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fourth quarter 2021. <laughs> Buckle up, folks. It's happening.
So Raul <laughs> Alves wrote a really long comment, and what they did is, is they didn't space no. it out, so it's kind of hard for my brain to keep track with, but I see the questions that are for you, so I'm just going to pop to those. For, forgive cool. me, Raul, it's just like really hard for my brain to process, so I'm just going to skip to the quantum questions, because it's like all packed in there. Uh, que- right. S3 questions for quantum. One, how did the concept of anti-memes came into place? Is it based on something in real life or was just simple as making a reverse? Oh, I think we already covered that, right? I think we did. Uh, so the question, though, is like, is it something in real life? Yeah, of course. Memes are real. Anti-memes are equally real. Uh, there are plenty of examples of ideas that don't spread. Things like your password. I'm not going to tell you my password. That kind of makes that information kind of anti-memetic. Mm-hmm. Or um, anything classified taboos, for that reference. Anything classified secrets, taboos, dirty secrets, like injunctions, uh, and, you know, other things that are anti-memetic. Yeah, like and there are things that stop them like from being boring spread. equations. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I just recite the top paragraph of the blurb from anti-memetics, right? It's like, right. yeah, these are real things. Um, I, I think I just put a name. I just Anti-meme is just a synonym for a bunch of things that I think we're already kind of familiar with. It's the fictional ones, the really interesting ones, though. And then they said, and question two, if you had a portable device which has the ability to make anything you type on it have its own existence become in itself an anti-meme, what would you put? What the fuck? Uh, so I guess if you could turn anything into an anti-meme, what would you want to be an anti-meme? I guess so. I would not create more anti-memes. I don't think that, that that's necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Unless there was, unless you're asking, like, what would I keep a secret? What would I, what public information would I turn uh, to a secret? Social security number, credit card number. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I'd, I'd set up an organization where, like, yeah, so credit uh, credit card leaks, like T-Mobile got hacked. Yeah, we can undo that. Give us money. That would be cool, actually, like a web crawl, because you know a lot of hackers do the thing where they like attack a site and then they put the passwords up, something that like takes them down. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how you would we're, we're, write that if that's ever we, even We'll retract all of that. You know, this public information is no longer public. Very Here's interesting. Um, here we go. An anomalous writer, who is our lovely editor, by the way, and did our intro for the podcast, says, All aboard the cactus train, and props to Hamilton for the thumbnail image, which may or may not be a curse. Question for the great writer, Quantum. One, how does one start writing anti-memetic anomalies slash articles for the wiki? Two, what are your thoughts? Oh, sorry, I should do these one at a time. So one, how does one start yeah. writing anti-memetic anomalies articles for the wiki? Uh, that's two questions. Uh, how do you start writing for the wiki? You go to the wiki, you look on the left where it says user resources, how to write an SCP. <laughs> yeah. uh, you read the site rules, maybe. You know, I tell you what, you, I tell you, here's, here's what you do, right? You read, you read a whole bunch and not just read the wiki, find real books, read those books, as many as you humanly possible, that, yeah, and get inspired and then take everything that you've learned and then channel it into the form of an SCP uh, and then get downvoted and try a second time. Don't Basically, worry, you'll get better yeah. at it. Um, exactly. How do you write an- exactly, exactly. How do you write an anti-memetic thing? Now, that's a much harder question because, like I said, I was running out of ideas by the end of this thing. And there's plenty of other anti-memetic SCPs out there, but it's kind of hard to write another one without kind of repeating yourself. Mm-hmm. So I would do one of two things. Firstly, I would say, okay, what do I know? What am I familiar with that no one else is familiar with? What, what is unique to my experience? What can I bring to the table that no one's done before? What's the interesting novel direction that I alone can take this in? And the other thing would be like, okay, well, what if it wasn't anti-memetic? What if I had another better idea of my own that was different uh, or, or which kind of used this as a launching point? 
that I think is probably one of the big strengths of the wiki is that you we write these things and we read them over and over again for five years and they become kind of background assumed knowledge and then we build on top of that and then five more years pass and we build on top of that and um so you know I wrote anti-memetics like and there's going to be someone who's going to write something which could only be written by someone who was kind of read anti-memetics very early on and it was a formative experience right. so I would say write something original if you possibly can, or at least yeah. write, you know, get, get, get novel, sit down and think, okay, what's the wildest direction I can take this in? Yeah. I don't know uh, if that's advice. Fair enough. And then there are a bunch of questions here. Uh, the second one from Anomalous is what are your thoughts on presenting anti-memetic anomalies in a video format? Also, do you have any tips on presenting said anomalies in a video format? Cause he does like videos and like little cinematics right. and stuff. You're looking at a really hard problem. Um, so, first of all, if you've seen, okay, here's the. This isn't Doctor Who, right? The Silence. They are an anti-memetic enemy. Uh, SCP-055 predates the Silence by several years, and the anti-memetics wiki take. Sorry, the anti-memetics stories take this in a completely different direction. But if you want to see anti-memes captured on video, watch that arc. It, it's okay. There's a lot of good stuff in it. There's some really good usage of horror, which only happens when like the characters can't remember what they're looking at properly. Uh, it uses it very effectively, and it kind of proves that, yeah, you can do some of these things. But on the other hand, that stuff already exists, and you probably want to go in a different direction and not just rip off what you're looking at already. Um, the, the flip side of it is, like, mucking around with the viewer's memory is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. because they can see and remember things and you can't stop them and you can't erase them. So I think probably I'm just, the thing is I'm not an expert in visual media, but like off the top of my head, I'd say probably your greatest power is what I did in the book, which is to change the order in which things are presented around mm-hmm. such that although you get a pr- complete story, you're presenting scenes with no context and the characters don't really know what's happening, and the viewer also doesn't really know what's happening because they haven't seen the years of events which led up to it. And because you don't have that prior knowledge, you can the the the, the viewer is kind of disoriented in the same way that the characters themselves are, and you and you avoid second guessing the characters. On right. the other hand, you know, just off the top of my head, there is such a thing as dramatic irony, which is when the viewer knows something that the characters don't. Uh, I would I would lean hard into that as well, maybe, in like establishing facts and then establishing that the characters have forgotten these facts, and then you're kind of yelling at the screen, "Don't do that! That's going to blow your head off." And they don't know it, or do something worse, you know, something more abstract. Um, but one way or another, if you know, you're looking at a hard problem because anti memes are inherently abstract and invisible right. in most cases, and you're looking at a visual medium, so. Uh, Best of luck. If you do something impressive, uh, yeah, that's impressive work. If if I could make a suggestion as well, and you can tell me mm-hmm. uh, if you agree or disagree, Quantum, I think something to think about might be thinking as if you're looking at something or presenting something through a murky mirror. You can't observe or describe the thing correctly, but you can maybe see subtle effects that it has on the world or things that you focus on around it. Or you can think about like pieces of the puzzle that can be observed without observing the whole thing. Like looking in a murky mirror, you see a general outline of what it is, but you can't quite make out what the thing is as a whole. Yeah, now, that's, how you that's do not that, a bad idea. Yeah. Now, how you do that visually, no. I, like I'm no visual guy either, but I think that's a good place to start. 
there are tools there are things like content aware fill right um there, there are all kinds of tools in photoshop where you can erase something from this the view that you're looking at but the thing is they're not perfect and they leave kind of a blur behind maybe look into that just try to erase like a, what happens if you apply that to a person who's in the frame what kind of weird effect do you get where okay there's clearly a conversation happening here what is this humanoid blur that's moving around in the frame or what are they doing and why can't we see this clearly? That might work. Yeah. That might work. It's a good idea. And then they have two more questions. The third one is, mm -hmm. from what I heard, you were quoted on one of Tom Scott's video. How do you feel about that? Uh, very positive. Uh, I'm pleased that he enjoyed my work, and I'm chuffed that he uh, thought it was worth quoting. Uh, and I think he and I... Uh, the thing is, the quote in question, I think, was about the Iceland, which is where Tom was at the time. Uh, I think he and I kind of had the same kind of perspective on Iceland. That it's a really interesting place. Uh, it's a it's a place where kind of the machinery of the earth is close to the skin and more obvious. Um, yeah, good dude. Nice. Uh, excellent quality content he produces there. And then lastly, they ask, can you enumerate your most favorable hue smile? My can I enumerate my most favorable hue smile? Yeah. So uh, what is your How are you spelling color? that? Uh, my, Hue, H-U-E, like, I would assume a Hue oh. color, but I didn't know if that was, like, a reference to something. Uh, favorite color? Uh, transparent. Ooh, okay. All zero is alpha channel is blank. Transparent. Whatever's and behind. then our last question for you, and then I think we'll close the comments. Uh, apologies to other commenters, but we'll get back to it next week, is from Adokshij B., who says, when the imposter is sus was an inside job, hashtag investigate Tanhoney, parentheses, I'm kidding. Uh, ETA, know. this episode was great. Your mic is shit, darn it. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. The password is, I am a prophet by DJ Cactus, recommending 5935 or 5004. Question for Quantum. What do you imagine 055 is looking like? You're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we okay, established so I'll the beginning. Right. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you something that it's not, that it's definitely not. Uh, a while back, someone asked me the same thing, and I just came up with something off the top of my head. Um, this contradicts facts that are, canon, that are canon, that are in, like, the SCP wiki. Uh, so this isn't a really thing. But the idea that I had that I've now rejected was the idea that SCP-055 would be uh, the skull of the oh, last... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You've heard this one. Well, the skull of the last... Um, the last king of the Homo sapiens invisibili, who would be an anti-memetic human species who coexisted with humans up until, let's say, the 19th century. And they existed, and Homo sapiens sapiens were not aware that they were coexisting with us, and they were perfectly normal people. And then sometime in the 19th century, humans discovered that they existed, and we completely exterminated them. And now they don't exist anymore. And it was the most despicable act that humans have ever done. And it was humanity's bloodiest recorded genocide. Nobody remembers any of this. Their cities are gone. All of their bones are gone. All that's left is this one skull in the foundation containment unit. And here's the thing. Like, here's the kicker. Firstly, the foundation, as it existed at the time, mm -hmm. helped a great deal. Probably found the first ones, aided and abetted. And inside the inside the containment unit is, a, is our accounts of what both humanity and the foundation did. And what happens is you go into this thing, you go into the unit, you see what it is, and you read these accounts, and what happens in your brain is your brain goes, 
I don't want this to be true. I don't want to live in the world where this is the case. I refuse to accept this interpretation of the foundation. And when you leave, you shut it all out again and it stops being true for you. And that's what it does. Um, so I thought that was because, I mean, the reason, the reason I did that is because I like, I favor, I, I, when you read the wiki, you read old versions of the wiki, like old articles, and you can see that the way the foundation operates has been changing. The way we depict it has been changing over years. And the way the foundation treats anomalies has been skewing from just lock them up forever to more kind of, okay, well, this anomaly is clearly an individual and, you know, deserves some respect, you know, and I like the idea of a foundation as an organization which has existed for a long period of time and has done some pretty nasty things and is now slowly coming to terms with that history and slowly trying to turn that corner and be better. But it's a really hard corner to turn and different parts in the foundation are still kind of resisting it. Uh, I really favor that idea as the foundation of as a living thing that is changing slowly. And I thought SCP-055 could be part of that. The reason why it's not... Thank you. The reason why it's not canon is because it, the kind of in the Antimimetics book, there's something very similar to this, which kind of collides with it and it makes it somewhat redundant. It's not exactly the same, but it's kind of redundant. And I try to avoid that kind of thematic redundancy. But that is not SCP-555, but it, uh, it, at one point it was my idea for it. So Very that doesn't answer your question. Yeah. Well, still, I appreciate it. I like hearing your thought process on this, and it gives us a little bit of insight into the book. And then I have one last question for you, but first, before I can ask my question, I need to know, have you read 5,000 yet? 5,000 yet? Not yet. Oh, then never mind. I can't ask my question. Uh, all right. That I'm will... sorry. I'm, the thing is, like, there's 5,000 SCPs. Yeah. It's quite a lot of them. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely. Sorry. No, you don't need to apologize at all. I just had a question related to that, but if you haven't read it, then I think it would be unanswerable. Mm. But uh, thank you very much for coming on, Quantum. I really enjoyed thank hearing you your me. thought process. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'd love to have you on again in the future and maybe do that tale at some point, but we've got like sure. some stuff to cycle through first. But this has been awesome. Everybody, please go give Quantum love. He's got a Twitter. What's your Twitter at? Quantum. Q-N-T-M. Quantum. Yep. Yep. And go purchase his book on Amazon. Uh, I've only heard great things about it. And obviously, from what you've been able to see us read, you know it's a freaking awesome series. So go get on that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, anything else you want to plug or talk about before we cut it off? Uh, No, I think I pretty much covers it. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Until next time.